You're listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Electrician Live. My name is Paul Abernathy. Welcome to today's podcast, which is brought to you by... What is it brought to you by today? Solid Ground Cords, LLC. If you need extension cords that are not going to have a broken ground pin, that are going to last you way, way, way longer than a traditional extension cord, check those dudes out. It's Solid Ground Cords, uh, and they will be able to show you the difference between a standard extension cord and a premium grade extension cord. Okay, so check those gentlemen out, and you can check them out anywhere online. Just type in Solid Ground Cords LLC, and you'll find them, and they'll they'll set you straight. There's a guy named Rick, who's the CEO, and Davis, who's his partner. Uh, great folk, and they can really help you out when it comes to extension cords. Okay, so today's show is going to be talking about small appliance circuits in kitchens, pantries, break rooms, dining rooms, similar areas, and dispelling some of the myths and uh, misinformation that I've seen out there, whether it's on Instagram or whatnot. So we want to address those issues and try to uh, clarify an understanding of the small appliance brand circuit. Because again, uh, many times we post images or graphics to solicit responses and kind of get a you know, get our, our pulse of, of what the industry is like and things like that. So occasionally you get an image that you put out there and somebody will respond to it and they are adamant about something but they're totally wrong and they won't let go and after a while they start looking foolish but what, what are you going to do, right? You, you, you can only throw somebody a lifeline so many times and if they don't grab it you just... You just, you just, you know, you're like, whatever, Titanic yourself, you're, you're going down. So anyway, you let them go down. But I figured uh, it always makes for great podcasts to talk about different things and help you learn things. And some of this might be old hat for you, uh, and you already know it, and you're like, well, I don't know, well, you can tune out. Uh, but this one's dealing with receptacles and small appliance brand circuits and directly around the issue that I encountered on Instagram, which you know, for me, oops, sorry about that, folks. I want to get the mic a little bit closer. Uh, for me, it was one of those deals where I needed to set the record straight for an individual because I just would hate to think that they were teaching apprentices and teaching other people incorrect. That just seems to me it would be a big problem. So, anyway, what we're talking about today is let's talk about the requirements for the small appliance brand circuits. Uh, and we'll move it from there. So the first thing we do in our lesson would be is we know that the, the the number of receptacles and things like that that are required, or the brand circuits that are required, uh, are something that's covered in 210.11. Okay, 210.11 is going to tell you the brand circuits that are required, the number of brand circuits, and you got to follow the, the calculations that you'll get based on 3VA per square foot and all this to kind of come up with the number of circuits. But there are some givens. And the givens are in C for dwelling units, for example, and that's where we're going to focus this topic on today, is you have four items under the 2020 National Electrical Code. 
Okay. And that is small appliance brand circuits, laundry brand circuits, bathroom brand circuits, and garage brand circuits. Okay. Granted, you have a garage, if you will. And I'd also say for the laundry, granted that you have a laundry circuit, if you actually have a laundry. Because this rule is requiring the at least one 20-amp circuit for the receptacles that are required by 210.52F. But if there's something in those exceptions to 210.52F that doesn't require the laundry receptacle, then there's a chance that you don't even need to apply C2. But that's for a different topic. What we do know is that you have... A dwelling that's going to have cooking, cleaning, sanitation, and sleeping, uh, all these type of uh, living, and all that. You're going to have all these elements that require it to be a dwelling unit, okay? And small appliance brand circuits are something that's going to be required. So you have the cooking, you have the kitchen area, but you know, this also applies to the pantry, the dining room, uh, and uh, those type of, of, of applications. Um, and you need to understand that you're going to have to have small appliance brand circuits, okay? And that's what our focus is going to be on today's topic is about those small appliance brand circuits. So um, let's kind of get into it. To, to 210.11C1, which says small appliance brand circuit, it says in addition to the number of brand circuits required by other parts of this section, and of course the other parts of this section is 210.11 and is the brand circuits that are necessary for the general use and all those things that we have to calculate out. This is an addition, okay? So it says um, two or more 20 ampere small appliance brand circuits shall be provided for all receptacle outlets specified by 21052B, okay? So we know that we've got two or more. Can I have more than two? Absolutely. If it's necessary in your design, absolutely. Could I have four small appliances? Absolutely. I've done kitchens, for example, that include pantries and dining rooms, for example, that have as many as five small appliance brand circuits because of the known load in the application or what's going to be used you know, in this kitchen and the large size of it, that it dictated that. Okay? Uh, and so, and these, again, are receptacles for... And, and this is very specific to receptacles. This brand circuit is. This isn't your lighting. This is your small appliance brand circuit for your receptacle loads that are in okay, the kitchens or all the locations that will be specified in 210.52b, right? So this is what the requirement is. So we established that it's two or more. The other one thing I'll tell you before we even go and look at 210.52b is that when you're doing calculations, whether you're exam prep or in the real world, if I've got two small appliance brand circuits, because that's the minimum, then they're 1,500 VA a piece, okay, volt amps. Now, if I have five, it's still 1,500 VA a piece, okay? So the real world is you could have many more than two, but if you do the calculation, you have to account for them. You just can't say, oh, well, I only have to take two VA when I'm doing my calculation. No. If you got five, it's 1,500 VA a piece, Okay, and you have to calculate that in your 220. Just wanted to drop that on you so that you knew. So even though it's two or more, if you use more than two, two being the minimum, then you're going to have to count for those when you're doing your calculation. Okay, just kind of making that aware. Now, we're going to jump all the way up to 210.52b because that is dealing with small appliances. And read what we've got. 
it says, number one, it says receptacle outlets to be served. Okay, the, what receptacle outlets are to be served by this small appliance brand circuits? Here's what it says. It says in the kitchen, the pantry, breakfast room, uh, and, I, and, and I'm going to give you an example in a minute of something else. It's a dining room or similar areas of the dwelling unit. When people hear or similar areas, they want to know, often ask, well, what do you mean? Well, I'll give you an example. Breakfast room, a similar area to a breakfast room would be a nook. Okay, a nook in the kitchen. It, or something like that could be a similar area as a breakfast room. Okay, so it, it's kind of one of those things you could have a pantry, but you could have a closet that somebody could say really is not big enough to be a pantry, but you're storing stuff in there and you put a receptacle in there, then it is similar to the pantry. So that's the concept of using similar. It's similar for use and application of what is listed, being that this is a list. It's not an all-inclusive list, but we know what a kitchen is. It's defined in Article 100, okay? Uh, pantry, breakfast room, dining room, okay? We know what these things are inherently. And so the small appliance brand circuits are going to serve all these rooms. Now, let me read it in its entirety because then this gets into um, one of these... Uh, Topics about Instagram and one of the images that were shared many, many months ago that somebody commented on the other day, and I want to address that individual. Um, but let me read it here. So we're dealing with small appliances. Number one it says receptacles, outlets served. It says in the kitchen, pantry, breakfast room, dining room, or similar area of a dwelling unit, the two or more 20 amp small appliance brand circuits required. By 21011C1 shall serve all wall and floor receptacles outlets covered by 210.52A. Now, one important thing to remember is that it says wall and floor receptacle outlets plural. Okay, so we know that there's more than one. Okay, uh, and the application is it's saying that they got to cover all the ones that are covered in 210.52a. So 210.52a is our general provision for spacing around the wall. And you have the option for floor receptacles in lieu of a wall receptacle as long as it's located within 18 inches of the wall. Okay, so we have all those requirements, and that's our familiar six and twelve foot spacing, and you know, all along the floor line, you want to make sure that at no point along the wall you're more than six feet from a receptacle, uh, six feet from a door opening, and you know, all those type of things. That's the general rule. Now, even the kitchens, pantries, break rooms, dining rooms, excuse me, breakfast rooms. Oh, no, it says break room. Uh, no, it says breakfast room. Breakfast room, nook for a similar location, dining room. You still have the same wall spacing requirements, okay? That's different than the countertop requirement. That's the wall spacing or even the floor if that's what's being utilized. That's different. You have to meet all the 210.52a. But in those specific locations, you're going to use the small appliance brand circuit to supply those receptacles, okay? We all should be on the same page with that. Now, it also goes on to say all countertop outlets covered by 210.52c. Now, of course, 210.52c is going to talk about our receptacles serving the countertop. Uh, it's going to talk about the ones that are serving the wall spacing, which is our two and four foot rule, so at no point along the wall line on the counter is more than two feet from a receptacle. All that's covered here by the small appliance brand circuit. Okay, Islands and peninsular countertops, all of this is covered 
by the small appliance brand circuit. Okay, all of this in its entirety of C. All right. So those are items that are also that are covered by those minimum of two or more small appliance brand circuits. Okay. So you cover those as well. But here's where it keeps on going. It says and receptacle outlets for refrigeration equipment. So what happens here is that if I have, you know, we're talking general rule here. If I have a refrigerator in my kitchen, then it has to be supplied by one of the small appliance brand circuits. Any one of them you want. Theoretically, it could have its separate one run to it, to a duplex, and that's typically two receptacles, and it would be fine. It would be a third small appliance brand circuit, basically. Okay, um, But could I put it on with my small appliance? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, that takes me now, without talking about the exception, a gentleman posted, I posted a graphic showing a code change that took place to 210.8, which changed in the 2020, that said that any receptacle within six feet of the top inside edge of the sink would require GFCI protection. So if I had a receptacle now under the 2020 code, underneath the sink in the kitchen, behind cabinet doors, it still would require GFCI protection, whereas in the 2017 code, those doors literally broke the measurement. And because it broke the measurement, that receptacle in there did not require GFCI protection. Okay? Well, that changes in 2020. And that was very similar to what it said in 2014. But then 2017 kind of threw a kink in it there. And then, of course, 2020 now... Uh, goes back and says, no, 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 we're not going to let that door break that measurement. It's like the door's not even there, and you still make that measurement. And so it required the GFCI protection. Of course, we had quite a few GFCI protection changes in 210.8, whereas in dwelling units, we got rid of the opacity threshold, and it simply gives it a list of locations that require GFCI protection, and now the voltage is 125 to 250 volt, because that's a NEMA rating on the receptacle not the actual voltage, which typically is nominal 120 to 40. It's based on the device. So in those areas, the receptacle that are going to be protected by GFCI now can cover all the way up to 250 volt rated receptacles. As long as the circuit you're dealing with is 150 volts uh, to ground or less to ground. And so that would pretty much cover any of the 240 volts. So for example, laundries in the list. So any receptacles that are in the laundry area uh, are going to now require GF, and that also means that the dryer, if it's a 30 amps, 240, it's still one of the legs is 150 amps or less to ground, is now going to require GFCI protection. So, significant change for the 2020. Circuit breaker manufacturers and GFCI manufacturers love that, but it is it is a change. It is a, it's a safety issue. Um, so, that's kind of how it gets in the code. It is safety driven. Um, but, as you see here, the argument was by the individual on Instagram is that you can't put a refrigerator on a small appliance brand circuit. And the code actually, 210.52B1 mandates that you do that. Now there is an exception number two. And the exception number two says, well, in addition to the required receptacle specified in 210.52, and 210.52, that means it covers all of them in 210.52, it is going to allow you to have a receptacle outlet, doesn't say outlets, it says receptacle outlet, okay, to serve a specific appliance 
shall be permitted to be supplied from an individual branch circuit rated 15 amperes or greater. Now, this is probably very common, and it's always been done, um, but for all of those that are required to be supplied by the small appliance brand circuit, this is allowing you to be able to bring a specific appliance, uh, individual branch circuit, to a location, and it might not need to be 20 amperes. It might only need to be 15 amperes, and this is permitting that application. Okay, so that's what you're getting with this one. Um, the change through the last couple cycles was it used to be very much driven towards refrigeration only, but it didn't make sense that it was only refrigeration. There's other applications where we've been doing this a lot. Uh, and it didn't necessarily mean these other appliances that we did this to were required to be part of the small appliance brand circuit. Uh, that wasn't the requirement. But the refrigeration, for example, was requirement. So this kind of is an all-encompassing exception number two now that permits you uh, to run individual specific uh, to a supply um, a specific appliance. And this just kind of opens the gateway to allow you to do that. Now, so the gentleman on the Instagram was arguing that you could not put a refrigerator on a small appliance brand circuit. And rather than cite a code, started talking about magnetics and fields and blah, blah, blah. And then he migrated to the fact that it couldn't be on a GFCI. And I'm sitting there going, well, that would be difficult because in a garage, all receptacles now, with, there's no exceptions to the rule, uh, require GFCI protection. If you have a freezer out there, which is very much the same as a refrigerator, you would have to GFCI protect it whether you like it or not. Whether you're worried about your meat thawing out if something happens or whatnot, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It's what the code says. Minimum safety standard. Like it or not, I tell people, if you don't like something in the code, then you need to submit a public input and justify it. Don't just do it because you don't like it. Okay? Not going to hold up real well in court if somebody gets hurt and you say, I didn't like it, so I didn't put the GFCI in and somebody gets hurt. It's not going to bode well for you. Okay, so follow the code, and at least you have some type of protection when it goes to court, if it ever did, God forbid, um, and you have an expert that will come in and will be on your side and, and, and hopefully um, get you off the hook. Uh, so anyway, that's what the code says there, and so that gentleman was, was mistaken. The problem with that I have is that he kept on and on about where your inspection would fail, and I'm like, geez, really? Come on now. It just, you know, it was for, for, for a while there, it was getting like scary because it was just the ignorance that was spreading around, and that's one thing I hate is to spread that crap. So, anyway, of course, I deleted his comments because it doesn't do any good to spread false information. Okay, so anyway, that's it. So, then the next thing you go on to is say, well, that's good, I understand all this stuff now. Let's talk about no other outlets. All right, so when you get to B2 of 210.52, here's what it says. It says no other outlets. It says the two or more small appliance brand circuits that are specified in 210.52B1, um, it probably it, it probably should say the two or more small appliance brand circuits specified, specified by 210.11C1. Um, but anyway, we get the point. Specified in 210.52B1 shall have no other outlets. Okay, so these are receptacles specific. When it says no other outlets, it means it shall have no other outlets. No lighting outlets. Okay, no other receptacle outlets that are for something that is not a part of the small appliance, like going off and hitting a, di uh, a, um, 
a living room or anything like that? No. So outlets is pretty broad, right? Because we have lighting outlets, receptacle outlets. Uh, and so here you'll shall have no other outlets, period. However, there are two exceptions to this rule. And the first one says, well, a receptacle installed solely for the electric supply to support an electric clock in any in any of the rooms specified in 21052B1, so the electric clock has to be in a kitchen, pantry, break room, or dining room, uh, or similar, like a nook, for example, uh, to, a, to a kitchen, then you could have a receptacle that's dedicated for an electric clock. And I don't know anybody that does that anymore, but you could. If you wanted to, you could do that. The next exception says... Receptacles installed to provide power for supplemental equipment and lighting of gas-fired ranges, ovens, and counter-mounted cooking units is permitted. So that's an example where you have your small appliance branch circuit, and you're running down the counter, uh, and you notice you have a receptacle that's behind your gas range, and it's for the igniter. It's okay to pick up that because that is a a load that's uh, pretty quick. You're simply powering the igniter, and then once that's done, it's done. It's it's um, it's really just going to be um, negligible at best. So the code allows you to pick up that type of thing. Okay. So if you need that to do that, then you can actually extend your to down to that receptacle that might be behind the range or not. That's or or oven gas fired oven that's actually designed to power. Uh, the igniter. That's perfectly acceptable to you to do that. Any other outlet though? Absolutely not. Okay. Now that brings me to a question that people ask, okay, what if I have a kitchen and I've got a, 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 an island and that island is also a room divider and it's dividing a living room, not a dining room, a living room. And that room divider is a fixed bar type of divider. It's fixed uh, and it's not a cabinet, but it's actually a framed-up wall that cabinets are pushed against. So it actually qualifies as a wall. So if it meets 210.52a wall space requirements, uh, and it's actually on the side of the living room, and it's supporting the living room, then it will be wall space, in my opinion, supplied to the living room. And if that's the case, I would not be able to hit that receptacle with my small appliance brand circuit. So I would hit that with the circuit that's supplying the living room. Okay, which uh, is not one of the ones that are demanded to be supplied by the small appliance brand circuit. One of the differences in that would be whether or not it's not uh, a wall, whether it's a cabinet that they just set a counter onto it. So it all has, to me, has a lot to do with the construction. If it's a 2 by 4 framed up wall that's chips and boarded uh, and the cabinets go up against it, then that's a wall. If it's two, if it's a cabinet that just sits right on the floor, and they're just two cabinets, that is not a wall. That is cabinets that's being utilized as the island, and you still got your island requirements under 210.52c, uh, but it's not a wall. So it's real important to understand what you're dealing with and make your interpretation. Uh, you can, you may agree or disagree with that interpretation. That's totally up to you. Um, but that's the kind of things that you want to think about if you're running, you're running your circuits. The other thing to remember is in many cases that counter might have an overhang and if that overhang, uh, I'll be honest with you, typically when we see an overhang, it's usually a wall. Uh, it's usually a framed up wall that the counter, it's usually not an overhang on an island that's just made up of cabinets. Okay, you buy it. It's, it's in my house, for example, is cabinet. Um, now, if the island is over in the middle of the kitchen, 
and it's not considered a room divider, then it's just an island. Okay, you get me? All right. Um, what else should I go into? Oh, okay, so now let's go into B3, and it says kitchen receptacle requirements. And here's what it says. Okay, so we've discovered the circuits, we understand the circuits, what they can supply and what they can't. Now it says receptacles installed in a kitchen to serve the countertop services shall be supplied by not fewer than two small appliance brand circuits, either or both of which shall also be permitted to supply receptacle outlets in the same kitchen and in other rooms that are specified in 210.52b1. So this is where the individuals who will say that you can't supply the dining room with the small appliance brand circuit, or you can't supply it. Absolutely you can. That's what it's there for. That's what the rule was about in 210.52b1. Okay, so that's just kind of clearing it up. But it's also saying that those countertops have to be supplied by not fewer than two small appliance brands. So you have countertops. Now here's interesting, and what's interesting is you could have two separate countertops, a left side and a right side. Let's say it's divided up by a, a let's say there's a range in the middle, and that breaks the countertop. Okay, this rule is telling me that the Receptacles that are installed in a kitchen to serve that countertop surface shall be supplied by not fewer than two small appliance uh, brand circuits. All right, that's telling me that actually I can take one circuit to the left side, one circuit to the right side. It does not mean that I have to have both of those small appliance brand circuits serving both sides of that countertop. Okay, they just have to serve the counter. Both at least two small appliance brand circuits have to serve the countertops. Okay, how you break them up as long as your counters have the option to be served by no less than two small appliance brand circuits, then you're okay. Okay, and one other thing that's really important that kind of clears all the stuff that we've talked out about previously is the next line, where it also goes on to say additional small appliance brand circuits shall be permitted to supply receptacle outlets in the kitchen and other rooms specified in 210.52b1. We've already kind of acknowledged that, that you could supply those two small appliances. You could, depending on the number of receptacles, which again, there's no limit in dwellings, uh, except for practicality. There's no 180 VA per strap in, res in residential. That's commercial. So at the end of the day, there's some goal in the rule of thumbs that people use. Okay, and that's fine. Um, but in this case, since you're only supplying receptacles, um, it's all about the loads that are expected to be plugged into them. Okay, and so this is just telling me that I can go and pick up those other ones in the, I can take the one that say goes to one side of the counter, and then it drops off and hits the receptacles around the wall, and it pops around the corner and hits the receptacle in the dining room if I want, then that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It does state in the last line, it says, No small appliance brand circuit shall serve more than one kitchen. There are large dwellings that might have multiple kitchens or have the items in there that qualify as an additional kitchen. Not talking like a, a breakfast, uh, uh, like a wet bar type of thing. We're talking about another kitchen. In it, so you can't supply, the one brand circuit can't leave that area and go supply another. That does not mean that you couldn't wire a separate small appliance brand circuit to that other kitchen. Okay. Of course, you got to look at some of your zoning rules and whether or not they allow more than, than more than one kitchen or they're not calling it a kitchen, but yet it has all the elements in there to be considered a kitchen. Um, just remember that whatever you're running to one location kitchen cannot supply another one.
Okay, so that's kind of the the, the crux of that. All right. Anyway, that's all we're going to talk about when it comes to that is to clear up that myth about the small appliance brand circuits. And for that individual on Instagram that was just really stubborn, there you go. That's yours. And it just lets you know that you're looking at practicality of saying that you don't think a GFCI will hold a refrigerator. And I beg to differ because you can call my house an anomaly all you want. But my house receptacle... Uh, refrigerator receptacle is on the small appliance brand circuit and it is protected by GFCI how they ran that circuit I didn't wire this house and it has been fine it's not a problem um, now as an electrician practically speaking if my receptacle if I'm going to run it my small appliance brand circuit and I was going to include my receptacle uh, for the refrigerator on it um, and, and it wasn't going to be within six feet, that receptacle wouldn't, or it's behind fixed barriers like a built-in cabinet, then I would not want to put my refrigerator on GFCI because I don't have to, okay? Just how they did it. Me, I would bring my circuit to that refrigerator first and then jump up to the countertop and put a GFCI receptacle at that first receptacle on the on the countertop and then loop to the ones downstream from that. That way, if it trips... For whatever reason, uh, and my wife has a tendency to do that, is everything downstream will trip, but not the refrigerator, if that's what you're worried about. So it's all a design thing. So it's not that the code doesn't allow it. It's not that it's not permitted. It might be something that you don't like to do, but it's not a code violation. It's not a safety concern. Okay, Just because a refrigerator or a freezer might trip on a GFCI and you might spoil your meat, um, uh, or whatever vittles you have in there, uh, the deal from the infamous hunting trip, it doesn't matter when it comes to safety. It doesn't. Unless, of course, you eat the rotten meat and you get sick, but that's a different topic. So, at the end of the day, we're talking code. And people say, well, Paul, you talk code. We're talking practical. That's fine. Do practical. But in order to learn the National Electrical Code and understand the bare minimums, you've got to learn code to be able to move away from code. Not and understand it. Don't be so um, ignorant to the point that you don't understand that what you're doing is above code. It's different than code. You're basically saying that you can't have a refrigerating equipment on a small appliance, small appliance brand circuit. Period, and that's ignorant. And I like to dispel ignorance. Okay. Anyway, guys, hopefully you got something out of the episode where we talked a little bit about the small appliance brand circuits. Uh, you have any questions, please feel free to send them to us via email at info, I-N-F-O, at masterthenec.com. Uh, or you can send to info at electricalcodeacademy.com. more than happy to answer those emails. Of course, you can go to our website at masterthenec.com. There's a Contact Us button. You want to send us an email or contact through the website, that's perfectly fine. Uh, we have also that over on electricianlive.com. You can do the well. There's many ways you can reach out to us. Uh, you can leave comments on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash masterthenec. And hopefully you'll join us every Saturday night at 8 p.m. for our live show where you can call in or you can actually Skype in or you can just chat with us on screen live while the show is going on and ask your questions or chime into the topic. All those things are available. So we look forward to talking to you next time. So until next time, stay safe. God bless. You've been listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy.